All right, we made it to opening day, which means an entire season. Send in your wake and rakes as well for Blue Jays baseball or any team that you're looking forward to watching today. 15 games, of course, all teams in action starting at 1 p.m. You can send those picks in at 595.90. Manoa on the mound, as we know. We'll tee all that up later in the show. But if you have a pick, send it in at 595.90, and we'll get to all of that later in the show. We have John Morosi at 7. We'll be taking your calls at 7.30. You can tune in. You can get your voice on the radio. That'll be at 7.30, and that's 416-870-0590-888-666-0590 or star 590 on your Rogers phone. Um, you can get ready for that after we talk to John Morosi. We'll take a break. We'll take your calls around 7.30, but on the line now. John Morosi, MLB Network Insider, is going to join us every Friday this season. What an absolute treat. John, congratulations on making it to opening day. I know you're down in New York covering Giants and Yankees. First pitch at 1 p.m. How are you feeling? Excited? Is there a buzz down there? I am. Hey, listen, Brent, uh, a smile on my face. This is a special, special day in the year, and, and obviously to spend it at Yankee Stadium uh, is, is a thrill. I, I, w- I was here a year ago, and, and when you're – when you walk into Yankee Stadium on an opening day, uh, there is just a special, special buzz throughout the ballpark, the history, the uniform. We've got a great story today with Aaron Judge, his first game, first regular season game as the Yankees captain. You've got the, the youngest starting shortstop they've had, uh, Anthony Volpe, uh, since Derek Jeter on an opening day. So there's just such a, such excitement and history when you, when you talk about this organization. And, and, and there's really no better place to mark opening day than New York. I would say St. Louis is pretty good, too. So the Jays have a, a very unique uh, site for, for the beginning of their 2023 journey, and, and maybe there'll be a, a Blue Jays-Yankees playoff series some number of months away. But uh, I really believe, Ailish and Brent, just because of the I think the, the rule changes, that the positive vibe that we all got from the World Baseball Classic, this is as excited as I have been uh, for an opening day, I think probably in my entire life. I mean, I, I'm just so, so excited to be here, and I think we've got a great year ahead. Yeah, no, no pressure there, uh, Anthony. Uh, only the youngest shortstop since Jeter uh, to get the start <laughs> right. on opening day. No, no pressure at all. And John, I honestly think you nailed it with the WBC. We're all baseball fans, but we're all also sports fans as well. And at this time of year, it can be you know a complicated sports calendar with a lot going on. But the WBC, I just think, kind of brought everybody in, and it was it wasn't the regular start to a year where you have some sleepy spring training games. It was oh my God, look at this! It is Shohei Otani striking out Mike Trout for the world championship. Let's go watch 162 more of these. It was just the perfect kind right. of on-ramp uh, to, to this. You know, looking at the Blue Jays this this season, uh, obviously a big one for them. We know the way their season ended in, let's not sugarcoat it, utter catastrophe with that loss to the Mariners and the way that, that it happened. You know, for me, I think uh, the guy most people are looking at on this team this year is, is Vlad Guerrero Jr. Can he follow up, not last season, but the MVP year from two years ago what do you expect from Vladdy I mean it feels like he's been around forever but he's still such a young player what do you think are fair expectations for him this season no, I think that, that, to your point, this is now a, a crucial year for both Vlad and Bo. And, and we've talked before about where this team is in their window to win, and, and it's got to be now. I, I think that Vlad has certainly played well enough to win an MVP. I, I realize that was he was going up against Otani, and, and that was it's almost not fair to compare anybody to Otani in, in, in these times. But I, I think he, he's already had now 
the the one big shining individual season, and and this year is about collectively for both him and and Bo and, and others. How how does this contribute to a larger effort as, as a team, and, and what what kind of team focused at bats are you going to have to see from Vlad? I think spring training wise, of course, there was the initial injury scare. He was able to come back from that. Uh, I think overall, his at bat quality in spring was really good. He actually had more walks and strikeouts in spring training, which is always a good way to to just show that he's tracking the ball well and, and his eyes are, are really in midseason form already, and that he's he's in good shape that way. So I I, I look at for both Vlad and Bo, this this is going to be a year that in many ways defines their careers as Blue Jays, as Major League players, because they've never arrived to an opening day, in my opinion, with a team that is this ready to win a championship. That is what this year is about. There are, there are trend, tremendous individuals on this team. They've added some players from the outside, but this is now about your homegrown core is, is no longer – young players trying to prove themselves that they are they are here and and i think that for him uh, again i was impressed by his at bats in spring uh, and to me it shows that he's dialed in ready to go and, and i think it's all going to be about from from john schneider's perspective of course his first opening day as a manager in the major leagues how does he get the very most out of a team that legitimately should expect to win the division this year yeah, I think you nailed it with just a level of intensity that these two will be bringing, maybe a level of leadership that they have to lean into now, not just the young up-and-coming. It's your team now, and I think Alec Manoa can be added into that conversation. Maybe that trio of young Blue Jays players that have something to prove this year. Do you, do you feel that this is a year for Manoa that really, I mean, the end of last season as well, he started getting a bit more like league-wide buzz. Obviously, Cy Young um, candidacy there, but this whole season ahead for Alec Manoa, your expectations and also how this can also maybe de- define his career with the Blue Jays, as you mentioned, the same wavelength with Vlad and Bo. Well, that's a great point, Alish. And certainly uh, the opening day start for him uh, in St. Louis today, which is uh, a very well-deserved assignment for, for Alec. I think his the, the diversity of his repertoire is, is one of the things that stands out to me. And his, his ability to have a different set of pitches to get out. Lefties, I think that changeup has gotten better and better since he's arrived in the major leagues. Certainly breaking pitches have been outstanding as well. The, the fastball is very lively. He, does, he doesn't have to throw 100 to be effective. I think the fastball velocity early in the year maybe has been down a little bit this spring from where it's been in the past. But in general, I, I think Manoa is, is really well positioned to, to begin the year. And, and I think you're right on. He, he is a you – know, the, there's uh, the saying goes in baseball – that 30 teams have an opening day starter. Not not all 30 teams have an ace. He's an ace. The Jays have an ace in Alec Manoa. Just the, the workload he's able to shoulder, um, the, the personality he brings. Uh, we saw it at, at Yankee Stadium last year. He he is not afraid of of anything or anybody. And and there's a certain bravado that that, that comes to a team when when you know that your number one starter is that way and can do that. And I think also. You look at the rotation overall, I think Gossman had a really solid spring. To me, one of the big stories at camp has to be Kikuchi. He still he still maybe walks more batters than I would like him to, but the strikeout rate was extraordinary in spring. He struck out 31 batters in 20 and two-thirds innings. That's, that's an amazing rate of strikeouts, and I think overall he just wasn't giving up many hits either. So I was really impressed by Kikuchi. He's, he's never going to be someone who, who – Gets through you know, seven, eight innings and, and doesn't walk a batter on on an every start basis. He's he's going to have some walks as part of his his style of pitching. But he was in the zone much more this spring than he has.
has been, and just the liveliness and the crisp nature of his, of his pitches, I think really stood out to me. And so if, if he can be that solid during the course of the season, the, the Jays, to me, um, have a claim to one, having one of the very best rotations in all of baseball. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time in the history of this game that a guy was lost in the wilderness for a year and, and found it over a spring with a new look or a new kind of thought process or just a new way to attack or just honestly a new frame of mind. It definitely has happened before, and I think we could all kind of see something like that happening from Kikuchi. You know, it feels to me like this entire rotation is going to hinge on what Jose Barrios is. I think we know exactly what Manoa is, like you said. We all expect big, big things from Gossman, but do they have that number? three, not just to get you through a season, but if you go into a playoff series that you feel great about your number three, you know, we know Barrios, he wanted to pitch in the WBC, didn't necessarily go the way he wanted to there. What do you expect from him this year? And and how, how fair is it to say that the strength of the rotation kind of hinges on what he is? Well, you're exactly right. And to your point, the spring wasn't quite as emphatic as I thought it could have been for him, both at the WBC and, and then what, when he was back in Dunedin. Uh, I think overall, physically, he looks really good. That, to me, is, is one of the, the key things. I remember seeing him early in camp and just thought he was in tremendous shape and, and had a really good perspective on this year. Went through a lot, I think, last year, just the, the performance not being there, what he expected it would be. It might take him a, a little bit more time still at the start of the season to really get back into being the all-star pitcher that he's been in the past. But uh, to your point, he's he's the third starter likely as as you line it up to begin the year even though when you look at his his salary and his contract that doesn't exactly say number 3 starter he he is being paid like an ace and i think that's the other um question here that that if things really go well for the jays you've got three pitchers who who on certain teams would be considered number ones in terms of pure stuff uh, with Manoa, Gossman, and then Berrios. So I, I think Berrios, for me, um, there there is still some room to maybe get back to the pitcher that he was in, in Minnesota. Uh, I do wonder, too, just being in the competitive environment of the WBC, even though the numbers weren't necessarily um, what, what he dreamed they would be, just being there and being around that level of competition might help Jose start the year on a, on a bit of a higher level because he's, he's used to that high level of competition already this spring. So to me, it's going to be one of the more interesting pitchers and players to watch uh, on any team in the American League. Uh, if, if you tell me what Barrios' numbers are by the end of the year, that's going to go a long way towards telling us how good the Blue Jays are because if he has a solid year, uh, the Jays' chances of winning this division are, are very strong indeed. Yeah, just just kind of, and again, like we we don't need to go over it again with Barrios there, but he is a he's a guy who you could be talked into having one kind of a season versus another. But when you just look at that top two of Manoa and Gosman. I have to think they stack up just as well with anybody in the entirety of the American League. And other teams can go deeper. And, you know, we, we can quibble and say maybe you like Cole and, and Cortez better for the Yankees. But I feel like in just just looking at the kind of one-two that they can throw, I feel like that's as good as any team in the American League and honestly probably up there with any team in baseball. I agree. And, and let's remember this. I, I, I've gone back in, in, in time, and when you think about when the Jays were were especially competitive, making the ALCS back to back years, there there was a bit of a void of of some of the the, the top end teams where 
the Red Sox in a given year maybe weren't as good as expected, or the Yankees were were in a bit of a refocus time as the Yankees were at that time, especially in 2016 with the trade of Chapman. But you look at the Houston Astros, and with to, to the specific point you make about the rotation, you know, Justin Verlander's not there anymore. Lance McCullers Jr. is has had an injury issue this spring. Hunter Brown has got a back issue. There there are some things going on with that rotation, and certainly they still got Valdez and, and Javier, who oh by the way started a no hitter in the World Series last year. So they're they're still going to be fine. But I, they the the Astros top to bottom, I don't think are quite as deep as they were a year ago. And so I, I'm making the point that for the Jays. There is there's space there. There other teams that have been among the best in the league are maybe not quite as dominant right now, and that to me looks like opportunity for the Blue Jays, where where they they have more of a chance to get to the World Series because a I think they're a better team, and b the Astros lost the future Hall of Famer, and there's no way that when you lose someone of Verlander's caliber that that you just shrug your shoulders and move right on. I mean, that, that, that's that's a big loss for them. And so there's an opportunity there for the Jays, and, and you're right. You look at it and you go starter for starter, pitcher for pitcher. How many other teams in the, in the sport have a, a fourth or fifth starter that, that has the, the upside of Kikuchi if things go really well? And how many teams in the major leagues have a three-starter who's as talented as Barrios? There's, there's not a lot of, of, of teams that, that can say that, and I also think – the larger point, and I referenced this a little bit earlier on with the, with the rule changes, the, the Blue Jays have a team that with their base running ability, they're going to be able to take advantage of it. They're, they're still, in my view, they're a more athletic team now than they were a year ago. Uh, Kiermaier is still a, a very athletic player. Varsho is, is one of, I think, the more unique athletes in the major leagues because of his ability to, you can catch, you can play the outfield, he runs the bases really well, he's, you know, he's an old football player from Wisconsin, he's just got a really, a really strong amount of athleticism about him. So th- this team is, is I think, going to bring a lot of really unique athletic qualities to what's going to be a more athletic sport this year because of the base running changes, and, and they are uniquely situated to, to do that. With Merrifield for a full season, Kiermaier can run the base as well, Varsho runs the base as well. Uh, they've got a lot of potential in that regard. Got John Morosi, MLB Network Insider on as we get excited for opening day. I want to ask you more league-wide, uh, is there a storyline that you're really excited to follow as we begin the season today? Well, I, I think number one, it's, it's probably what the, what the pitch timer does to to watching the sport, and and for fans, it's a fun day because there will be baseball fans who maybe didn't watch as much spring training, or they watched a lot of the WBC, where of course the pitch timer was not in effect. And now we're going to have opening day, and there'll be a game that starts at one that ends at three forty-five, and everybody says, "Wow, that that was fast." And, and that's going to be the, our new normal. Um, will we see any violations? You know, that's going to be interesting. Um, how well has everybody prepared and studied during the course of spring training to, to get ready for this moment? So that, that, to me, that's the global big-picture story. I think the other one, from a player-specific standpoint, is, is Otani. And, and, of course, beginning his final year before free agency and, and just how – 
how much focus there is going to be on him around the world uh, about what this year means for Shohei and, and where he might be playing next year and all, all the, the rumors that will be out there. Certainly uh, the, the Dodgers are the team that is, has have been identified by many as, as the favorites to land him a year from now, but this is going to be one of the longer uh, free agent speculations that we've seen in recent sports history because of just the totally unique and extraordinary nature of who the player is. So that, to me, is going to be fun. And on the other side, uh, the game we're working here today in New York, um, Aaron Judge, it was a year ago that, that the announcement was made that there was no deal for Judge with the Yankees to stay there. And uh, I, I was doing a little quick math, and I think uh, the, the deal he turned down was around 217, and the deal he signed was 360. So he made himself about 140 some odd million dollars. Uh, using rough numbers with 140 million a month friends here. Uh, so he, he made himself a heck of a lot of money, Alish, by, by, by not signing on, on this occasion a year ago. So that's, that to me is a pretty fun story to see the, the ovation that Aaron gets. Runs out to right field wearing 99 after getting 62 homers last year and signing a, a record-setting deal. Uh, that is going to be a pretty cool moment here in the Bronx today. Yeah, you'll be up close and personal to see that one. I'm looking forward to sh- seeing it on your socials. You'll share it. Um, you've been really good at Yeah, your social media game's been on fire lately, John. You're just killing uh, thank it. Thank you, Alex. You're like a millennial yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've, I've got to keep up. You know, I felt like... Like the World Baseball Classic was a very Instagram mm-hmm. friendly uh, sort of occasion, so I'm going to try to keep that going when I'm at the ballpark and maybe share share a bit more there. And, and I'm just trying to keep up with the kids, Alex. You know, they're, right. they're, uh, I've got I've got you know three young kids. I've got some great teachers in that regard. <laughs> I love that. Um, all right, so just before we let you go, it is bold prediction season. Of course, we like to throw out what we're thinking, and then we look back on it a couple months later, and either we're on track or we're derailed. So um, a bold prediction in terms. Of you, you mentioned Aaron Judge, you mentioned Shohei Otani. Obviously, they're already breakout uh, players that have become stars. But is there a, a player that you're looking forward to this season and maybe stealing a little bit of spotlight? Maybe an, uh, a new name that is going to win over some baseball hearts this season. Yes, Jordan Walker, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, he'll make his debut today What's uh, the wrong against team, the John? Yeah, Can you pick someone else? Wrong team. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I had to. I had to go there. He's. He has been the talk of spring training in so many ways. Uh, just he, he, There have actually been some people in in Jupiter, Florida, where the Cardinals are based, uh, that that have given some comparisons to what they saw from Pujols when he first arrived. And again, it's just based on the spring training. They said his spring training reminds them of Albert in 2001, but. We'll see. We'll see today. You've got uh, the, the Clyde sales and everything that goes into a St. Louis opening day. That's going to be pretty special. But I, for me, Jordan Walker has got a chance to be a star. And I think in the American League, uh, really excited to see Anthony Volpe today. Uh, obviously, the story of him growing up as a Yankee fan, a Derek Jeter fan in New Jersey, and now he's going to be playing Derek Jeter's position in Derek Jeter's ballpark. Like that's that's a pretty special o- occasion, and I think he's got a lot of potential as well. So uh, it's always fun that the new faces, the comeback stories, the teams that could surprise. I really believe, I think the Jays win the American League this year. I really believe that. I think they've, they have got that amount of talent. It's all coalescing at the right time. So I've got the Jays winning the American League. I think that the, uh, we may see some surprise teams around the majors. The Cubs will be better than expected with David Ross there as a manager. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the 
strong prediction. Uh, Jays win the league, and if they don't, then you can all blame me. Then, then, it's, then it's my fault. <laughs> we would never do such a thing. I'm, I'm on, I'm on board with it. I like that you mentioned a couple of young rookies. I loved um, how they announced Volpe. That was really cool. Um, they brought him into the room. I'm sure you saw that. Yeah. Kind of like teased him up a bit, and then announced that he was going to be a starting day. Um, love to follow those stories. We get to see Jordan Walker up close and personal today, so maybe he waits like a week or two before he starts his yeah, his prolific nice. debut. Uh, John, appreciate joining us this morning. We're so happy to have you all season long, every Friday. Enjoy today's festivities and uh congrats on getting through spring training and to the to the real deal now thank you Alish and brent i, I appreciate it the, the wbc was a lot of fun i thought team canada did, did a great job and, and the great ernie wood of course is fifth classic uh, at the helm of team canada so really enjoyed spending my time around them uh great to have the season here and and look forward to our conversations all season long every every week on friday it's going to be a lot of fun Th- thanks for everything thanks john we'll chat with you in a week it's John Morosi, MLB Network Insider. Of course, he's joining us from New York covering Yankees-Giants. First pitch at 1 p.m. Uh, we'll have him every single Friday throughout the MLB season. So lots more to come with a legend, John Morosi. So I'm not going to pretend to have been following uh, all these things all, all that closely. You know, I know Volpe got called up. I know mm-hmm. same thing with Walker. He made the opening day roster. But must be so fun for those fan bases not to have shenanigans regarding, you know, it's so weird. He's not going to be ready for three weeks. It's just, it's so odd the way that that happened. So good on them. Uh, Julio Rodriguez was that guy for, for the Mariners last year. Awesome story. Always, always love to see that. Uh, and yeah, it's just, there's a lot of cool storylines in baseball. You have a few of the Japanese guys we saw in the mm-hmm. WBC coming over. You got one guy as part of the rotation with the Mets, the Red Sox got another. So it's going to be kind of fun to see. They're not young players. They're wholly in the their prime right. uh, borderline back of some of their primes. Like one of the guys like 29 years old. Uh, but th- that's always fun to see too. Kind of some new blood coming in that way as well. Uh, and then, yeah, a lot of high expectations for the Jays, but it's not just people bumping their tires. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very much earned. So should be exciting. And, last thing this is the one day a year i will indulge in the st louis cardinals and all their their pomp and circumstance you're not the yankees okay you're all the best fans in baseball okay sure i know base it's very baseball we'll indulge in it all Mm -hmm. in the arch and the clydesdales and everything today for one day but cardinals and their whole brand of everything it's just it rubs me the wrong way don't like it we'll unpack that tomorrow okay we'll we'll grade their opening day festivities um it does seem like baseball is having a moment right now you said the wbc shohei and trout everyone's tuning in to see the new rules like this i've seen a lot of really interesting celebrity promotions online like they're really it really feels like this year is going to have a lot of buzz around i baseball. need i need a sexy shohei rumor mill going all season long hey, i don't need it today <laughs> i don't i don't well, well, oh i can't you know, was at the water cooler I, there at 680 news you don't know I heard. you don't know how bad it took when you asked morosi for a bold prediction for me to not scream shohei to the <laughs> he would have shut that down yeah he would have because he's a you know a uh I think they call him journalist. It's like a jogging with the oh. soft J. Yeah, journalist. Okay. Yeah, he, I like that uh, he cannot just shoot from the hip like you and I. Um, okay, a reminder that after we do something to chew on and take a break, we'll be taking your phone calls. Um, you can get them ready. You get to talk to Josh and Daniela. <laughs> yes, that's actually like, let's not bury the lead here. And you maybe get to say something else, but you be hang out with them on the line. Um, that will be. <laughs> We'll give you the number now. You can get ready. It's 416-870-0590 or 888 or just star 590 on your cell phone. We'll take your calls. 
What are your expectations for the Blue Jays this year? Just your overall excitement level to get back into this. Uh, what's a what's a successful season for the Blue Jays, et cetera, et cetera. We'll take all that on the other side of the break. But let's do something to chew on. Brought to you by Great Canadian Meats. Yum yum yum. It was mm. another Drew House game last night, and we did talk about the jerseys and maybe that they're not helping the Maple Leafs win one three and one record, but. Here's a really cool thing that the Blue Jays are, are sorry, the Maple Leafs are doing with Justin Bieber um, that maybe listeners could partake in. Oh, so okay. the Maple Leafs, in collaboration with Justin Bieber's Drew House brand, um, are launching a new ball hockey league across the GTA this That's year. Nice. The House of Hockey will be free for players and designed to break accessibility barriers in hockey. The league's first season will take place over eight weeks this summer and will be hosted at various sites in Toronto and across the GTA. The Leafs and the Drew House will donate equipment, sticks, jerseys, and merchandise, as well as provide coaching to teach players basic fundamentals. So really awesome, accessible way to get kids excited about hockey, to get them you know, playing sports. I saw Shanny was playing some ball hockey yeah, out front out of Scotiabank ripped. Still got it, eh? If I was Brendan Shanahan, I would ask who's doing Rod Brendan Moore's PR because he's not Rod the Bod. <laughs> Nobody is, but he's in pretty good shape uh, for an ex-player and he does not get nearly enough credit for it. So I'm just going to start that here. Okay. Uh, like that Rod the Bod Jr. Uh, in terms of uh, buff executives and coaches in the NHL. All right. So maybe we'll see him out there playing, but... Um, Tarps I, off? Ooh, Probably not. Oof. That's a lot to ask. Oof. Maybe like a a muscle shirt. Yeah, there you go. Um, but a really great opportunity because we know hockey's not the most accessible of sports. It's expensive. It's hard to get ice time, especially in the summer. So mm-hmm. um, a off the ice way to get kids excited. They surveyed a lot of youth across Ontario and found that they just didn't feel like they could get their foot in the door. Parents as well saying it's not an accessible way of getting kids excited about hockey. So here we go. It'll be a really exciting house of hockey. You can find all more information about that online and it is sponsored by Bieber and Drew house. So there'll be some cool looking merch. I, I got to say, and this is the not me, this is not me knocking it at all. There is nothing that makes me feel 8,000 years old more than those Drew house publicity shots of all the merch and the, this, the it's sad, not, the uh, sad and us. surly looking 20 somethings yeah. in an empty hockey. And look, I, I am. And I gonna, own some of it. Of I course. will bow down to the altar of Justin Bieber. I mm-hmm. imagine this guy knows how to market things just a touch better than me. So I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying there's nothing that makes me feel closer to my grave than seeing the uh, promotion shots for that. Just cause I feel so old inside. <laughs> uh, we'll stay tuned because uh, that'll be fun. Maybe I'll head out one of those and check it out. Um, Blue Jays phone calls after the break. Then we have Dan Schulman at eight o'clock and we teased it yesterday, but we had Edwin and Carnassian join us yesterday. We have that interview for you at eight 30. It's a rare opportunity to talk to one of the best Blue Jays of all time, a legend himself. We chat with him, but before that we chat with you, 416-870-0590-888-666-0590 or star 590 on your Rogers cell phones. We can get you in the queue. Call in. We'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy opening day. We're fired up here at the Fan Morning Show. Brent Gunning and Ailish Forfar. We're taking your calls in this block. Get on the line at 888-666-0590 or 416-870-0590 or star 590 
on your cell. Uh, expectations for the Blue Jays. Also, if you're on a landline, just give that one a try. I'm curious what happens. Uh, yeah. Do I don't they know. even have the star button on the I don't landline? know. It's a great question. They have, I remember the little uh, rotary ones. So My parents loved having that. It's like... What that reminds me of is uh, this is uh, this is like mid-2010s. Yeah. Char, uh, Philly's manual, or sorry, Philly's manager, Charlie Manual. He was an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he, this is when like Twitter had first come out and he was being asked to read all these tweets by Shane Victorino. And he just kept referring to hashtags as pound sign, oh, no. which made me think of a landline. It's so, like yes. when we've had this conversation, is it GIF or JIF? Yeah. And it's GIF. It's GIF. Okay, yeah. just checking. I don't care what the right answer is. I but care what it. polite society says. That's certainly it. Yeah. So give us a call. We'll put you in the call log and we'll get through as many as we can here. And while we get you in the queue, um, we're going to finish off some of the Bold predictions that we had done. So if you missed the opening block, we did some over-unders. We set some lines. We have some high expectations. So that's where bold predictions come in. And there's no better time to do that than before anything's happened. Um, And then you can look back on it later and say, oops, I was wrong. Or yes, I was right. I called it first. So if you're looking at your bold predictions, where do you start, Gunner? I kind of tipped my, my hand with this when we were doing the Vladdy props. If I think he's going to hit 50 bombs, that feels like a bold prediction to me. Uh, Only one guy in baseball did it all last year. So if he can uh, be the lone guy or join that very, very illustrious club, I think that counts as bold. I expect a massive, massive year from Vladdy. It's going to be the this is my house moment, all of that Mm. stuff. Give me a big year from Vladdy, including over 50 bombs. Okay. Um, Over 50 bombs. Do you think that gets him at... MVP vote? No, I think so long as Shohei Otani continues to exist in this world and doesn't get hurt. And hey, that's very much a possibility. But as long as he exists, I think the MVP is his to lose. All right. Well, I'll give you my bold prediction. But let's start with our first caller. This guy texts in every day. He's a loyal listener. He, I think, is up before we are. Right? Like yeah. he, he's, you know, he's always in the text line. I see him. I see him in late buddy. at night. I see him early in the morning. It's our buddy. That's right. It's Giacomo Windsor, buddy. It's so good to have you on the line. You have 95 wins as your expectation for the Blue Jays. You're feeling a high level of confidence with that one, aren't you? Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? It's great. So good for to hear your real voice, awesome. not just yeah, see your thanks. texts. <laughs> so the top. Two or three guys need to stay healthy, and I think we got 95 wins. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. I think a lot of people are looking at confidence, and it is going to kind of boil down to the uh, to to the top of of that lineup. You know, when you look at Vladdy, you look at Bo, but it's not just those guys. It's Springer, it's Varsho. You know, depending on how you feel about Kirk. Uh, you know, if it's if I'm going to take away Vladdy and I'm going to take away George Springer from you, uh, who is the Blue Jay mm-hmm. you're kind of expecting to have the uh, the the biggest impact this year, Jock? I'm hoping it's Kiermaier, to tell you the truth. Oh, yeah. I like that one. That's a good buy. In the middle of the, the defense, like, mm-hmm. like he's a stud, you just got to stay healthy. All right. Well, that's that's always the goal, healthy and good pitching for the Blue Jays. Giacomo, appreciate you joining us this morning. We'll see your text tomorrow at 5, you know, 30 a.m., and uh, we'll <laughs> chat with you then. Thanks, buddy. Great job, guys. Take care. Thanks so much. I uh, got a lot of callers to go through here. Thanks for calling in. That's a uh, Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety triple eight triple six zero five ninety or star five ninety. Next, we've got Ian from Brampton. Says he's feeling good, but maybe wishes we had a little bit more bullpen depth. How's it going this morning, Ian? You there? Yeah, hey, we yeah. got you, bud. Good to have you, Ian. Hey, how's it going, guys? I think the key for the team this year is to uh, start start off well early, get some wins 
stay top three in the division, hopefully better, and uh, show management that we're on a serious run this year and hopefully can go get us a big arm or two in the bullpen or maybe one big arm and Nate Pearson finally does something. Oh, Nate Pearson. Wouldn't we all love to uh, love to see that? Uh, I think a lot of people are hoping for an active deadline because that means the team's proven themselves good enough. Uh, Thanks so much for calling in, Ian. Uh, Really, really appreciate that there. I think that's the whole goal for Mm -hmm. for a team. Uh, What you want to do in the first half of the season is force your management to go make yourself better. Uh, Baseball team, there's always room to kind of find uh, to grow there. So, yeah, love love the call from uh, Ian there. I love that we're already thinking about that trade deadline because that means the Blue Jays are cooking and that's an opportunity to go all in. Just like the Raptors did. Well, well, maybe maybe better than that. <laughs> that maybe one. better than that. All right, we got Adam from North York. His bold prediction is that people are going to hate the Rogers Center. Now, I don't know if we should have this propaganda on here, but Adam, why do you think that's the case? Because I think they'll find out it was about as exciting as the containers at at uh, Jacobs Field, which uh, also is Mr. Shaparo's great design. Um, and I think that. He missed the big boat, which is to fix the outside, which is easily the ugliest um, exterior in Major League Baseball. Does it need just a coat of paint, or how do you fix something so big in so little time? You just place ivy ivy and cathedral windows that are fake, but you could make them so that it looks backlighting, and you'd have stained glass cathedral windows with pictures of baseball players on him. All right, Adam. Architect Adam from North York with some uh, bold predictions. I hope that's not the case. I'm excited about the Rogers Center. We have to wait a couple weeks uh, to see that, but I'll be there opening day and we'll report back, Adam, but I like a little Ivy. Look, this is you know. this is state media. We could we could hear a little uh, little criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would, I'd like a little Ivy. You know, it wouldn't be the first time someone has said the area around there could use maybe another statue or two. Yes. Uh, look, uh, Jose is going up in the level of excellence. Mm-hmm. I think you're seeing uh, some of those guys being brought back into the fold uh that would be the start uh, of that there so yeah uh you you love what's going on inside and it'll be interesting to see uh how everyone enjoys it uh andrew aside <laughs> all right um our next caller jody from hamilton has a serious concern jody how's it going it's really important mm-hmm. i'm doing great Elish, uh, and as half of the looney dog kings i'm concerned oh, yeah. up, about the uh about the about the pitch clock and, and how that's going to affect the concessions and the time <laughs> I have to eat as many hot dogs as I can during the game. Jody, I couldn't how do you agree think more. It's going to affect us? I couldn't agree more. I was very concerned about this. I did read into the rules that you're still allowed to purchase four at a time, which is good. They, I think a way to um, get around this would be to maybe bump that up to six at a time. You could purchase that way. We get more sales and less waiting in line. But I do think with the Schneider's porch being added, there'll be more opportunities to buy Looney Dogs. But I'm, you're telling me, man, Jody, this is a, a real concern. I hope that they thought about this in the architectural design because I said some lofty numbers. I don't know if you're listening at 630, but I put up a, a good amount of Looney Dogs. You and I will definitely be partaking. I got my costume ready, so we'll see you at the very first one. Uh, appreciate the call in, and uh, get ready. It's a big season ahead of Looney Dogs. That's our buddy Jody. Um, let's reset the, the phone lines here. 416-870-0590-888-666-0590 or star 590 on your cell phone. We're talking Blue Jays opening day today. Manoa on the mound. A couple weeks until the opener here at home at the Rogers Center. How are you feeling about your Blue Jays kicking off this season? What are your expectations is it world series or bust is there some growth that you're hoping to see from some of these young guys we've got greg in toronto joining us this morning how's it going greg 
Good. How are you guys? Oh, we're we're fired up. I hope you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, great show. I listen to it every day. Appreciate that. Um, you know, uh, my my big plus on this whole retooling, as it is, is the uh, pitching and defense, because that's what wins World Series. I mean, I know hitting's sexy and everybody likes the homers and everything else, but that's what really wins. And uh, that's the route they went, and I believe it's uh, a recipe for success, especially in American League East. And um, I, I, I just, you know, I, I hear people going on and on and on about hitting and how great it is and everything else, but I've never seen I've never seen a team hit their way to a World Series, never. And I've been watching the game a long time. Yeah, that's uh, so uh, that, that, that 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 that's that's where I think they've made the, the most headroads, and yeah. that's how I feel optimistic about it. Yeah, it's going to be a very very looking ball club uh, this year than it was last year, and a lot of that is because of the pitching and defense. So, uh, Greg from Toronto, thank you so much for the call, and uh, please uh, enjoy the Blue Jays season uh, coming up. There, always always love getting calls, and again, uh, if you if you want to keep them coming, four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety or star five ninety on your cell, or again, if you just want to. Try it on landline. I am very curious what would happen there. Wonder if Greg's anybody's cousin. I, I will not be able to see oh, that yeah. name without thinking. My dad's of my... name is Greg. Really? So now I, my dad, Greg, is, is he a lanky? cousin. No, he's I'm, he's not. That sounds bad. He's not lanky. He's well, just a normal he's a tall guy. I don't know. <laughs> he's not. That's what I think of I when think I think of cousin tall. Greg. So there you go. Yeah, okay. but yeah, Greg's. You got your mom a shout out yesterday, yeah. and we're shouting out Greg this morning. So there we go. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, I'll give you a couple of my bold predictions as we reset the phone lines here. Call in. Um, one of mine is that the Toronto Blue Jays win the AL East. We've talked about this mm-hmm. a little bit. I don't know how bold it is now because everyone's saying it. But how about this? John Schneider will be win Manager of the Year. That's interesting. If you're going to this... get yourself to uh, the high expectations that the Blue Jays have on the backs of John Schneider and his first full season as a Toronto Blue Jays skipper, I want John Schneider Manager of the Year stock, and I'm putting it out there today, March 30th. I love a futures bet, so I will go look at those odds. I think if you avoid the surprise playoff team, that's very much in play because he can be seen as the guy shepherding a group mm-hmm. that's turning the corner, all that stuff. Uh, I, I like that as well. The calls keep coming in. Uh, we're going to go back to the line. Uh, Steve in Mississauga. Steve, how are you feeling about the team heading into this year? Yeah, pretty good. I think the um, I think the reduction in divisional games, I think, is going to help a lot. I think that the fact that the Jays are going to play a lot more interleague, maybe teams that are sub-500 teams rather than Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, Orioles, I think it's going to do them well. I think 100 wins can actually happen. I know that sounds crazy, but if ever we've had the team or in the schedule, this is the year. 100 wins would it does sound crazy, but, I mean, you do lay out a good point. The balanced schedule, they played the Yankees less this season. I believe it was 19 last year. They're at 13 this year, and uh, most of them are in the final two weeks of the season. So, at that point, maybe you already know what you're playing for. But um, wh- who's your biggest point of um, curiosity this year, if you look at maybe some of the new additions or someone that's really going to impress? Because getting to 100 wins, you're going to need somebody to go off. You know, I think there's a couple. I think uh, Varsho is going to be a big one. If we can sort of get... That bat, I know that the defense is obviously uh, well-known, but I think if that bat can come around and all those tools that we've heard a lot about can sort of start to come through, I think Varsho could be a real cog. 
Um, I think Brandon Belt is going to be a big one from the DH spot now that there's going to be a more consistent DH on the team. I think that's going to be good, big. And, of course, pitching has to come through. Gossman being called the possible uh, Cy Young candidate coming out of the East, I think, is is also a big one. So I think if – of course, I heard a caller just a, a couple minutes ago talking about how defense – and pitching wins, and I do agree with it. So besides all the players I mentioned, you got to have a bullpen. And I think that's been sort of what we've been missing the last few years. So hard to pick one, but if I had to pick a few, those would be it. Yeah, that's uh, that's very well said, and I think uh, a lot of people share your optimism for this year. I don't know if they share 100 wins optimism, uh, but they're just as optimistic as you, or almost, I should say. Uh, thanks for the call, and uh, there he goes, Steve in, in Mississauga. I love that. What's the point? It you're, you're sitting there. You're, you're you know you're sitting on hold for a second. You got to dial in. You talk to Daniele. You get through the you know the, the gates to get on the air. What's the point of doing all that to say 92 wins? You're right. Go big or go, go home. Go big or go home. A and couple, I like I like the progression we had. Giacomo yes. came on yeah. 95. We're and our man it Steve. Now. Someone's going to say one 162. Well, don't let him win today. <laughs> That's right. Uh, a couple quick ones in here before we get um, Ian on. Uh, my hot take is that Ailish will break her own personal loony dog record this year then immediately regret her decision. Trevor, you know that's the case. That's very true. That's and just a fact. Rob in Newfoundland, bold prediction Bobichet will have more home runs and errors. Hashtag mm, hot dogs. <laughs> I mean... Uh, That'd bode well for this team. That would be, those are positive look, stats. Look, we're doing, we're doing happy thoughts today. There's a lot of happy thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, uh, we'll keep it there with Bobichet. Okay, we've got a couple more minutes for calls in and hit us up at 416-870-0590 or triple eight triple six zero five ninety or star five ninety. Ian from Midland joins in. Ian, how's it going this morning? Where's your level of excitement for Blue Jays baseball? I'm actually really excited. Thank you guys for having me on. Um, just very excited because I think there's going to be a little more of an attitude towards this team this year. I think you're going to see some good things. I think. Uh, Bo's going to have a great season at short, not just with the bat, but with his defense. And I'm very optimistic that this this team's going to carry to the World Series. I had them picked for the World Series. So just very excited. I can't wait for it to start. And can't wait for Alex to throw pitch number one. And uh, let's get going. There we go. I think a lot of people share that uh, that exact sentiment. Uh, Ian and Midland, thanks so much for the call. Uh, Midland, soft spot in my heart. Spent a lot of time uh, up oh, yeah? in, in not not so much in Midland, Midland, but uh, in and around the area as a kid there. So uh, yeah, always always happy to mix in a uh, call from anywhere, but specifically a, a call. Yeah, from I want to hear from the Hamlets, okay? Because we do this on the show. The Hamlets. Um, it's time to. We've heard from Hamilton to, twice yeah, already. I the think Hammer in the calls. Is fired up this morning on their drive. They're up on this this the bridge, eh? Oh, the Skyway? I hope it's not snowing and blowing out there. That creeps me right out. I moved to Burlington because I was like, I can't do the drive. I'm scared of the Hamilton Sky Bridge. What is it? The The Skyway, yeah. The two hands where you're like drivers. Yeah, but like when you go to driver's test. I'm 10 and 2 when I get on that bridge, okay? (laughs) Not many Someone who I'm sure knows that bridge uh, really well, sitting on the line. Will in Niagara. Mm -hmm. Who are you thinking uh, is going to have a big, big year, Will? Hey, guys. Hey, Will. How's it going? Hey, finally, good to talk to you, Alice. <laughs> yeah, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> amazing, amazing. Hey, um, so I think Matt Chapman's going to have a killer year. He's hitting lower in the line. We got a lot of big dogs hitting ahead of him that are going to be on base. I, I say he hits 100 RBIs. What do you think? 
Sounds great. I don't know if he'll get there, but it sounds really good. And I also like you just referring to the players ahead of him in the lineup as big dogs. That gets me fired <laughs> oh, up to yeah, talk baseball. Uh, Will and Niagara, thanks so much for the call. Uh, really, really appreciate uh, mixing. Oh, sorry, let's no, go. No, no, no. I was yeah, just saying, really contract appreciate mixing them in. Contract here for Chappie. Is really big. Um, who we talked to? Um, who was the guy last this couple of days ago? He's a third baseman. Um, oh, uh, Todd Frazier. The Todd, Todd Frazier. And we talked about... Snipe the cleats. Yeah, oh yeah, there he is. Uh, we talked about how important Matt Chapman will be to this team. He's a good defensive third baseman, and so was Todd. And he he was re- he spoke really highly of Matt Chapman. And I think the contract year, not, you're playing a l- for a little bit of yourself, in a sense, of course. Um, but if you can have a strong... We just talked about it with one of the callers, a defensive team. And he's certainly part of it. And uh, looking forward to seeing what he brings to this team, for sure. I think we have time for one or two more, so get your calls in uh 416-870-0590 star 590 or 888-666-0590 i got another bold prediction for you okay hit me kevin gosman will beat alec manoa in cy young votes oh i don't know if he's going to win the cy young i lean towards yes as Mm -hmm. part of my bold prediction but he was exceptional last season um i i'm it's not a knock on Manoa. This is a great problem to have, but I think he just edges him out just a tiny bit. Manoa certainly deserves to be the opening day starter, but Gosman is a veteran. He's an ace as well. I think he just edges him out a bit for Cy Young votes, but nonetheless, if any of them are getting Cy Young votes, we're in a good spot. It's a great spot to be. I also have a pitching-related uh, bold prediction for you, but it's not a happy one. Yours oh, is yours is no. a happy one. Mine is that, now, hey, if you want to talk yourself into this being a happy one, go for it. Of the starting pitchers on the team right now, you say Kikuchi will have the third best season. I am down hmm, on Barrios. How do I take that? I'm down on Barrios and Bassett heading into the year. So you should take that coming from okay. me. I have real qualms about what those guys are going to mm-hmm. be. Uh, Bassett hasn't shown it so much. It's This is just me with a guy with a bunch of pitches and the pitch clock and a new staff that he's got to work with and coming to a new league and getting it done through guile and bubble gum and scotch tape. <laughs> it's a tough ask in this division. And Jose Barrios is going to have four or five starts where he punches out 10 plus and you go, how? can you not have faith in this guy? And I'm going to point to the other 15 starts he has this year. I wish it wasn't the case. That's where I go with my pitching bowl prediction. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much me telling That's you right. Kikuchi's going to be great. Uh, little, votes? No, none. Bummer. Um, pitching, manager of the year awards for Pete Walker. Okay. If Kikuchi gets Cy That would be outstanding. A couple texts here uh, before we take a break. Uh, we appreciate all the calls today. We'll probably do this again down the road. I, I think people love it. We love talking to you. So uh, we'll stay tuned for another uh, episode of this. But uh, um, Graham from Toronto says, I need to see starting rotation consistency. Minimum 12 to 15 wins, one through five, or we're an AL wildcard team again. Mike and Asnaboya, he's always level-headed, this guy. Vladdy hitting 50 bombs reminds me of the dialogue back in October of Matthew scoring 70. After a bold prediction like that, you'll be comfortable in September when Vladdy's hitting 30 or 35 home runs, and you're justifying he's just having a good season. I'm less pragmatic about the Blue Jays than I am about the Leafs, so I wouldn't be sitting here uh, with the rose-colored glasses that I've talked about Austin Matthews' game at times uh, this season, but I understand the point he's making. 50 bombs would be nuts. That's why it's a bold prediction. If I'm going to give you my actual number, Vladdy's probably going to hit 42 this year if I'm going to be realistic, but bold prediction. Let's let's go with it. 50, but yes, uh, good job to Mike on the text line for checking me because 70 goals was crazy for Matthews. It was a little bit. Um, But but I'm not predicting Vladdy's going to hit 60 bombs. I said 50 there that's to me the difference between a 60 goal season and a 70 so all right on the other side of the break we got dan shulman but kyle from newmarket says he challenges me to a loony dog off 
Stay tuned to one uh, of those Mark 11 games. Set the odds for that loony dog off. I think you're a minus 125 favorite. That's that's still pretty good. I mean, I haven't been exercising uh, <laughs> the stomach muscles that much. I've been not bulking, so we okay. got to get into bulk season okay. if it's loony dogs around the corner. Uh, around the corner, we do have Dan Shulman, Blue Jays play-by-play announcer, of course, with us at Sportsnet. We appreciate your calls in. We'll do that again. That was really fun. Um, great to hear from you guys. Thanks for supporting the show. we got Dan Shulman at 8, and then, of course, Edwin Encarnacion joins us at 8.30. Rare time that you get to talk to someone of that status in the Toronto atmosphere and uh, he did not disappoint. That's next on our final hour of the Fan Morning Show.